What's up, everybody? I'm Bob Walters. Welcome to Lock Up Sports Weekend Wrap-Up. It is Monday, February 20th. In the mid-afternoon, it is a beautiful day. Looks like it's spring out there. It feels like spring out there. It is not spring yet. And it was not a busy weekend in the world of sports. We're going to talk a lot about the G League player. We're going to talk about the Rangers. We're going to talk about the Knicks. We are not. I repeat, we are not going to talk about the XFL. It will be a cold day in hell on this show or any other show I'm on where I talk about the XFL. So if you're here to get some XFL analysis or week one breakdown, not happening. You know, Jeff might as well let it out there right there, right now, early. I don't want you to sit and wait and be like, oh, he's saving the XFL for later. No, XFL is not coming. Not on this show, not on Locked Up Sports. Not on, not anything that I'm on. What we are going to talk about, like I said, it was the NBA All-Star Weekend. It was a G League player stealing the headlines from LeBron and Giannis and, and everybody. The G League player, it, I'd never heard of him. I might never hear of him again. He might never play another NBA game in his life. But this weekend... He stole the show. His name is Mac McClung. He was called up by the Sixers last week. He won the dunk competition this weekend. And it, it listen, it made the it made the the dunk competition three point skills thing they have that night bearable. It made it watchable. The dunk competition. I to me, here's what I think happened with Mac McClung. I think they couldn't get anybody to to, to participate in this thing. And they started to panic. And nobody was going to do it. Because they only had three other people. And what they did was they had the Sixers who have this guy in the G League who was a viral TikTok sensation dunker. 800,000 followers. They, you know, a little nudge and a wink. Hey, why don't you you call this guy up? We're going to put him in the dunk competition. And he went out there and won it. Now, it, it's impressive. I don't want to say it's not. I don't want you to think. I don't think it's impressive. But he didn't exactly beat Dr. J and Dominique and Jordan. Okay, he beat Trey Murphy, Jericho Sims, and Kenya Martin Jr. So that's who he beat. Still impressive. And it was still entertaining. I think they can't get anybody. None of the guys want to do it anymore. All the dunks have been done a million times. If it, every dunk has been done, you really can't come up with something new. Now this guy, this kid McClung, he he was impressive. He did some cool stuff, but it's all been done before or tried to be done. I think the 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 stars want to just hang out with their buddies. I think the NBA All Star Game is basically where super teams are made. This is where the the alliances are formed on the the reality show that is the NBA. This is where alliances are formed. 
free agents coming next year. They talk about it. They connect. They become friends. And then, bam, next thing you know, there's another super team somewhere. And these three guys want to automatically want to be together. And they, they, they're not going anywhere unless the other ones come. That's what I think the All-Star Weekend is. Because it's certainly not a basketball game last night. 184 to 175 was your final score. Team Giannis won over Team LeBron, if you care. I mean, it, it's not a basketball game. I get it when you say, okay, they don't really play defense. No, they don't play defense, period. No defense. Because to score 184 points, you can't have defense. They just give them the ball, someone goes to the hoop and dunks or, or lays up, or they take an open three and, you know, it, there's no defense. How do you fix it? I don't think you do. I mean, I guess the only way to fix it is to throw money at them. If you say every player on the winning team gets $2 million, if you're on the losing team, you get nothing. And we're not allowing any uh, bonuses in your contract for making the team. So you go in there, you got picked to be an all-star. If you win the game, you get $2 million, each person. You lose the game, you get nothing. Then you'll see some defense. But besides that, it's just going to go the way of the Pro Bowl and, and the rest of these All-Star games, which is which are just terrible. But the, the skills competition with the three-point and dunk on contest was watchable, was entertaining because of Mac McClung, a G-leaguer that we've never heard of and we'll never hear of again. He, uh, he went to Georgetown, so he's a Big East guy. He, was in the, he played two NBA games, none, neither of them this year. So, I mean, he'll probably never play. I think that, that the NBA had the Sixers call him up. If you want me to be honest, I don't, I don't know the circumstances behind how he got called up to the team. But it would not shock me because they couldn't get anybody. They, this, this at, at least breathed a little life into it. It breathed a little life into, into, into the skills competition because you can't. No one's, no one's spending a weekend night watching Trey Murphy, Jericho Sims, and Kenyon Martin dunk the basketball. Nobody. So they, they threw a Hail Mary and said, get this, this viral dunker up here. And he came up and he won the damn thing. So good for him. It made it entertaining. The three-point contest was Damian Lillard. A little bit better. At least these guys were, you know, somewhat NBA stars. He beat Buddy Heald, who won it last year. You know, not nothing, nothing exciting besides that to tell you. Uh, they had the draft. They did the draft live before the game, like the schoolyard. Who cares? It's stupid. It's stupid. Okay, I watched it right before I went to work last night. The draft, and they turned this whole big thing. The only part I would want to see about an NBA All-Star draft is I want to see who gets picked last. And I want to see what that person does when they get picked last. And they don't have that. Because, God forbid, one of these guys gets picked last, and it bruises their ego a little bit. So they wrote that out of it. The last two get, get separated. One goes to one side, one goes to the other side. Nobody gets picked last. Like, it's gym class. It's not gym class. We want to see who gets picked last. We want to see him be pissed off at LeBron. Bro, you said you were, you, I can't believe you didn't pick me. So even the, 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 
The draft, the schoolyard, playground draft is stupid. And the game is just, it's not even a game. It's just up and down the court, dunk, alley-oop, three-pointer, that's it. No defense. The celebrity game was actually pretty decent as well. I put that on for maybe two minutes because I was trying to find the hockey game that was on ESPN. And the, the, the celebrity game ran long, so it was still on. I saw the last five minutes. I saw Pujols make a good defensive play. Pujols made the best defensive play on the court in Utah this weekend. He had a clean steal. I don't even know who he stole from, but he made the best defensive play. Then there was a half-court shot to win it that, that went in, but it didn't count. It was, the, it was after the horn. So it, the, the most drama at the All-Star Weekend was the celebrity game. And the best defense was Albert Pujols, who I didn't even know played basketball. Turns out he's decent. You know, he's not great. He's not great. Metcalf, DK Metcalf is, is incredible. He could have won the dunk competition. He was playing in the, in the celebrity game. MVP, I mean, he's, he's incredible. I, wouldn't, I can't believe they let him play. To be honest with you, I would have put him on the All-Star game. He probably would have won MVP in that, too. So that, that, that was your NBA weekend. Defensive player of the weekend, Albert Pujols. Surprise of the weekend, Mac McClung. And a half-court shot, which the drama, the best drama of the weekend was the half-court shot, whether it counted or not, in the celebrity game. And that tells you all you need to know about the NBA All-Star Weekend. Now, the, the second half gets underway this week. Okay, we got the Knicks playing good ball. The Knicks are playing, the Knicks are playing good ball. They're being carried by a couple of Villanova kids. There's a ton of Villanova alumni in this city. If you've ever been to the Big East tournament or you've ever been to a St. John's Villanova game, you know that there's a ton of Villanova alumni in the city. The trade deadline's coming up. I think we've had enough trades and and whatnot around here with Brooklyn. I don't think the Knicks are going to do anything crazy, but they are in the sixth seed right now. If the playoffs were to start today, and I, I hate that. You know, because they don't start today. It's, it's such a weird thing. If the season ended today, but it doesn't end today. Right? We got a whole nother, you know, 30, 30, 30 games to play. But if it ended today, the Knicks would be in the sixth spot. They would be in the real playoffs. Not the playing game, not the playing tournament, not out of the playoffs, in the playoffs. They got the Hawks coming up. They got, they got a couple winnable games. Now, if they were in the playoffs, if, they, if the season ended today, they would play the Sixers. And Mac McClung. <laughs> Mac McClung and the Sixers against the Knicks if the playoffs were to start today. I think the Knicks, I think if there's one team out of the top three, that the Knicks could make a series of it. And maybe, just maybe... No, they're not going to beat the Sixers. But, but I mean, I guess if there wasn't, they're not going to beat the Celtics or the, or the Bucks, right? So if there's one of the three, if you had to pick one, you're going to pick the Sixers. But I still don't think they're ready to do that yet. But, hey, listen, they've been playing good. And like I said, we got two Villanova alum in a big city full of Villanova alum because there's not, not any St. John's fans because they're a train wreck, which we'll get to in a minute. But you got... Brunson, 
and you got Josh Hart, and they're both playing really well. This is Brunson's team now. I said it last week. This is now Brunson's team. Randall is, the, Randall is now compliment to Jalen Brunson. The Knicks are playing a little bit better defense lately. They got a big win, the best win, and it was an adult. It was an adult win for the Knicks. Was the win against the the Hawks? That was a grown up win for the Knicks, and they don't have many grown up wins. You know, there'll be teams that they're supposed to beat. They'll beat the Nets every once in a while. They did beat the Nets in this little streak they got going now. But the win against Atlanta was a grown-up adult win for this team. And it, sh- it showed something. Maybe maybe they can make some kind of... You know, maybe they can make the playoffs. The real playoffs. Coming out of the break here. Let me see what they have. They have... Uh, I was just looking at it before. So they don't play until Friday. So they're off basically. The, it's, a, it's a full week off. They're in Washington, winnable game. Then they're home against the Pelicans, and then they're home against the Celtics. So they could win two of those three. You know, if the Nets come out and they struggle right off the bat, out of the gate, then all of a sudden you're neck and neck with the Nets. Maybe you get a five seed. I think the four seed is asking a little much. I think they'll probably end up in the seven. But right now, you know, they got a shot at the four, so or the five. Because they could definitely pass the Nets. Now, the Nets could also still play well. Nets aren't a terrible team. They're young. I mean, they're not what they were three weeks ago. But they're not a terrible team. They're probably about as good as the the Knicks. But if the Knicks do end up playing the Nets in the playoffs, which would be fun, you got to admit it would be fun, the Knicks got to win that. The Knicks got to win that series if it comes down to that. If the season ended today. But, you know, if it comes down to that, the Knicks have to win that. You can't lose to the... the the scrap that the, that the that the Nets put together after getting rid of Durant and Kyrie, and they lose when you got Brunson and Hart and Randall and, and RJ. That team, that Nick team's got to win because now's the time when the Knicks can come. Kind of, they never, they don't have to take back the city because they never lost the city. But you know they could they could take it back. So that gets going Friday. We'll talk more about that on, on the show on Friday. Uh, pitchers and catchers have reported. Listen, pitchers and catchers, it, it's, it sounds nice. It sounds like spring and warm weather and baseball. But you're really six, seven weeks from, from opening day. You know, it's, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, the pitchers and catchers, winter's over, baseball's here. No, baseball's not here. It's still like six, seven weeks. It's still February. It's I mean it's it's it feels like March, but it's still February. For me, the next benchmark thing to get to is the selection Sunday, which is three weeks from yesterday. So you get the selection Sunday, and then you can start talking about spring. Even the week before. Because the week before is the championship week. I love that. It's a big East tournament. You know, at the garden. I like to go to that. So that that's that is kind of like the the end of the the beginning of the end of winter. But pitchers and catchers, it's like I said, it's more of like a symbolic thing because you really there's nothing going on today. They had their or yesterday they had their first workouts, maybe even today. There's nothing going on down there. Okay, just don't get hurt. The Mets, I think, play a game Friday or Saturday. 
I'm not watching. I mean, I, I, I can't watch it. I said it last year. I can't watch the spring training. I can't watch spring training. I can't watch the XFL. And I will not watch the World Baseball Classic. So that leaves the Knicks and the Nets and the NBA. And, of course, the NHL. And the Rangers are playing well. The Rangers had a huge win against Edmonton on Friday night. The, the Rangers fell behind 4-1. They kept Shesterkin in the game. They came all the way back. They wanted a shootout. The next night in Calgary, they almost pulled off another comeback win. They tied it late in the third. They ended up losing in overtime. But the Rangers are red hot. And they're coming home tonight. They got Winnipeg is at the Garden tonight. That's a very winnable game. They swept. They If they would have beaten... Calgary, they would have swept through Western Canada in the West Coast trip. This is a, it, they're not playing tough teams, but they're on the road a lot in the, this stretch right here. It's like eight out of 10. They won, they got like eight out of 10 or, or eight out of 11 on the road. And they just swept through the first like six of them. They got a point in each game. The last one in Calgary was the only one they lost on that Western Canadian road trip. They just made a trade. They got, uh, Mott, they got Taylor Mott back. He was on the team last year at the playoff run. They couldn't come to, you know, they couldn't come to agreement on a contract after he went. Ended up going to Ottawa. Rangers traded Gauthier and a seventh round pick. Got him back this year, so we got him back now for another run. Good deal. I don't think they're done yet. I don't think they're going to get Kane or any of these other big names out there. I think they got their big name. Okay, the Rangers have already got their big name. Now it's just getting the extra pieces. And they're going to need the goalie to play better. Because Shesterkin cannot be letting in four goals. He played all right. He played better in the second period, third period, and shootout. But you can't let up four goals in the first period. And he only made 25 saves. It's not like he let up the four goals and made 45 saves. And you know what? The Devils keep winning. I am not. A, I was not a believer of the Devils. I'm on record to say I'm not a believer of the devil with, in the Devils. I think they're young. I think they make mistakes. I think they fall behind early in games. But they just keep winning. They won again yesterday. They're still they're four points ahead of the Rangers. The top three. Uh, the top three in that, that Metropolitan Division are pretty much you know cemented in. You got Carolina with 82 points. The Devils with 79. The Rangers with 75. And then Pittsburgh is next with 63. And it's a whole other level down. Because Pittsburgh and the Islanders have 63-2. Neither of those are catching the Rangers. That's just not going to happen. So you got an, another stretch here for the Rangers. They play tonight at home. Beat, beat Winnipeg. It's a winnable game. They're not very good. They're that average team. Beat Winnipeg. Then it's back on the road for a couple more. And they got Boston mixed in there too. So it's a, you know, the Rangers, a critical stretch here. The Rangers have started, critical 15 games, I'd say, for the Rangers. They've started out really well. Because they swept through Western Canada, getting a point in every game. Two points in most. We're two weeks from the Big East tournament. St. John's, again, is going to be playing a Wednesday afternoon Big East tournament game. They'll probably lose because they're a train wreck. Anderson's got to be fired. He's got to go. This team was supposed to be good this year. And it was the same story. 
It was eight and one, eight and two, heading into conference play. Okay, we look good, but you didn't play anybody. And then you turn around, you look up, and they're two and six in the Big East Conference. And now they stink, and they're losing to teams like Creighton. They're beating DePaul in double overtime. St. John's is a train wreck. It's been a train wreck. They're going to play Wednesday afternoon. And even if they scrape out a win against whoever they play, that's garbage with them. They'll probably be down the next night or the next afternoon. They'll be down 30 at half. And the score will probably be like 41 to 9. Because that's what St. John's does. Take, trust me. I've been to a million of these Big East tournament games. That's what St. John's does. They might get a win Wednesday afternoon because they're going to be playing a, a terrible team. But then they will, they will be down like 41 to 9 or 38-13 at half Thursday afternoon at noon. It's supposed to be New York's team. It's not, I mean, you know what New York's team is this year? College Hofstra or Rutgers. But as far as in New York, it's probably it's probably Ofster or one of the, you know one of these mid major teams because it's certainly not St. John's. They are a train wreck. They got to re- they got to redo the whole thing. This transfer portal for crying out loud! You could pull players. Why can't anybody? Why why can't they get anybody to come to New York? Because the Knicks have stunk for the entire life lifespan of these college kids. The Garden has not been anything special for the entire lifespan of these college kids, so you can't use those two as recruiting tools. You know, you used to be able to be like, hey, come play here. We're in New York City. You get to play at the Garden. Now they're like, no, the Garden? You mean where that crappy NBA team plays? So hopefully we're kind of coming out of it. The Knicks, you know, Knicks might be in the real playoffs, but not nothing for St. John's this year, nothing. Terrible. So the Rangers, you know, like I said, Rangers are, are our hope this year. Like to see some improvement. You like to see the Knicks win a playoff series. If the season were to end today, if the season were to end today, they'd get the Sixers. And probably lose in five. But you could dream because it's not impossible that they could beat the Sixers. Because when Mac McClung brings his Sixers into the garden, you could throw away the records. <laughs> so I'm clearly tired today, folks. Clearly tired. Um, Friday, Friday we have Steve Phillips, ex Mets general manager Steve Phillips, current MLB Network analyst Steve Phillips, ex ESPN Sunday Night Baseball analyst Steve Phillips. So make sure you get get that episode. We'll have it ready for download probably Saturday morning. We'll try to do it Friday night, but we don't guarantee anything. But it definitely at least Saturday morning. Brett will be back. We'll be back in the studio. We will have the, the, the video as well. I don't do the video with when I do it here very often. I like to do these shows just in my underwear, so you don't want to see that video. So that pretty much does it here. Remember, no XFL, no Daytona 500. I put the Daytona 500 in the in the sounds of the weekend. 
that you'll hear coming up in a minute, but no Daytona 500. And it's also pitches and catches. It's not baseball yet, okay? It's not baseball. We're going to have Steve Phillips. We're going to talk some baseball on Friday. It's not baseball yet, and it's still winter. But it is almost 70 degrees out there today. The winter never came this year, which is unbelievable. Unbelievably great. I hate the winter. When I hit my 20, 22 years at this job, right to Florida. Endless summer. But until then, I'm here. I'm sure St. John's will still suck by the time that comes. But anyway, we'll see. We'll see. I'm still here. That pretty much does it for us. Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you Friday. We leave you today with some sounds from the weekend that was in the world of sports. Activate the caution, and Ricky Stenhouse has won the Daytona 500. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Daytona 500 winner. Go! A lot you can do after that. McDavid, speaking of a not a lot you can do, but the Rangers did well there to force that shot wide. McDavid snatches it back, cuts, centers, drives out a one-timer score. He's got goals in three straight, and Edmonton extends to a 4-1 lead on Leon Dreisaitl's 32nd. Dreisaitl. Here's Kreiner with Savanagin. Kreiner scores! A shorthanded goal! The half gone by in the third chance in front. Score! Alexi Lafreniere! <laughs> Zibanejad to Panarin. Ryder set up in front. Down low is Fox. Outside Panarin. He shoots and scores! Now in the shootout. A chance to win it. Lafreniere scores! Rangers win! It's a good team we're playing and, you know, coming on the road. And like I said, we're finding ways to win hockey games, and that's key for our group. But uh, there was no quitting there. After the first period, we were just... Young fella, and a reverse. I have one thing to say. Welcome to the NBA. Giannis' reactions are straight. Look at Alvarado, and look yeah. at baby Alvarado yeah. right there. Here comes McClung. Oh, woo! Hezzy. That's a Hezzy. That's called a Hezzy dunk. So you Hezzy in the air. Yeah, yeah, that's a ooh. And that might be an ah, too. I, I think that's a 49 and a half. That's a, like one shade under 50. That's one shade <laughs> oh, under Oh, look at Giannis. Yeah, you, you better be worried. Look at Giannis. Yeah, you got to be worried. And he's putting on the handle. going to shake him a good job, man. It's oh, over. my goodness. It's over. Lady A star has been born tonight. His name will be realmed throughout the country for 48 hours. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Go, young fella, go. You have won me over, Matt. I'm like going to say this. Matt McClung. Matt McClung has saved the dunk contest. Wait, wait, let me see. Two years Ten. straight. That's a 720. That's almost oh, a 720. Oh, my goodness. Wow. That's a 360. A G-leaguer has that saved... If you enjoyed the show, make sure to let everyone know by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or on our website at LockedUpSports.net. Remember, you can also find us on your favorite social media site on Twitter at LockedUpSports. 
on the gram at locked underscore up underscore sports. Join our Facebook group, Locked Up Sports, or on TikTok at Locked Up Sports Show. Now you can catch all the latest from Locked Up Sports anytime. Thanks for listening.